Hello, my bunnies. It's Arden. Okay, before we get to this week's episode, I just have to say, oh my God, you guys, thank you so much. First of all, for everybody who came to the live show, the one that was on Dynasty Typewriter, it was so fun. Dynasty Typewriter, which is where we did our draft picks. And the only reason I don't think we're going to do draft picks for the season is because we know who she picks. And then we know that Tasha's coming and we don't know her batch of guys. So, you know, 2020 is the upside down. All bets are off in 2020. But it's the same theater that we did it at. And I don't know if you guys watched it. I feel like a lot of you were there. Um, they do such a great job making – you know, what is essentially for most people would be the equivalent of like a Zoom show. Actually, to me, I think I felt like I got to have a real live book launch. I feel like I was at a party with my friends. I felt excited that you guys were all there. And, um, you know, I thought Lauren Lopkiss was a delight. Brian Safi, Debbie Ryan, Bachelor of the Year, Rob Benedict, my brother, all of it. So it really meant so much to me. And But even bigger than that, just the support of everybody just through this whole book process. And you, I bet a lot of you have them in your hot little paws right now. And it just means so much to me. I mean, truly, just through this whole journey, I have not felt alone, even though I have not left my garage and I hope you all love it. Please email him. Let me know if you guys have finished it and you liked it. Feel free to leave a review on Amazon or Goodreads. That's helpful. And I'm thinking, I mean, look, I'm such a psycho about COVID. I'm so afraid of it. I've really been socially distancing. But, like, I, I, I can't believe I can't go on tour. I can't believe I can't go meet everybody. So my brain... You know, I was, I've been trying to figure it out. I'm like, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way, at least in the Southern California area, like that I could do a small, mini, little Miss Little Compton outdoor book tour. Like, there's got to be a way that I could go to like indie bookstores during the day, do like a in the parking lot signing socially distanced or like a I could park my freaking car put a little table out you guys do like a drive-by book signing and then maybe like do a show outside at night socially dis I don't know I don't know how that works um or do some reading I don't know but I'm like there's got to be a way that I could a not get COVID b not get and spread COVID like, there's got to be a way to do an outdoor book tour because it's killing me that I can't go see all of you. I don't know. Or, like, does anybody have, like, a nice driveway I can park in? And we have we do a drive-by thing, like, a, a and, like, I do a drive-by book signing, like, and I park in your driveway <laughs> and then perform in your lawn. <laughs> does anybody have a nice, spacious lawn? Should we do five fans around Southern California? Um, I don't know. It's just I'm just thinking out loud. I'm spitballing. Guys, now that I'm an author, now that I'm an authoress, this is exactly what John Grisham does. Um, so that's A, number one. Number two, uh, just because the book's out doesn't mean I'm not going to still give away freaking T-shirts or totes or cat puzzles. And uh, again, if I've called out your name and we've gotten a bunch of emails in, just when I call you out, just email in and be like, girl, I want a T-shirt. Da, 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 da. Everybody's entered. Here I am. That's the sound of me going through the bag. I'm going to go deep in. I'm going deep in. I'm doing giveaway. I'll give away three today. I'm going to do it. And you just email me and you tell me, girl, I want a tote. Girl, kitty cat, I want a t-shirt. 
my friend, I want a crazy cat puzzle. You tell me. I'm running low on cat puzzles. So if you want a cat puzzle, this is your chance. Obviously, I'm running low because they're fantastic. First winner is Kate Little Broberg. You are the first winner of a tote or a puzzle or a t-shirt. I don't know. I don't know what your journey is. I don't know what you want. Number two. Number two. Here we go. Here we go. Second person to get a pre-order is... Oh! Kelly O'Rourke's friend, Monica. So, Kelly, you entered and your friend Monica is the one who won. So you tell me what Monica wants and tell me where to send it, rosepodcast at gmail.com. Third person who won a tote or a t-shirt or a meet the author's puzzle is Catherine Oliver. All right. So that's Catherine Oliver, Katie Little Broberg, and Kelly O'Work. It's the K. It's the I, I, I will not. They're all K's. I don't want to say triple K because it's not something that I want to support. But I want to support these ladies. I'm going to support Katie, Catherine, and Kelly. So thank you again. Rosepodcast at gmail.com. Email at me. Tell me what you want. Also, uh, we really appreciate you guys. I've been leaving your reviews and stuff. All of that. Your reviews on uh, iTunes. Here's We got a couple great new ones this week. And I promise. I know you're like, girl, girl, girl. Stop talking. Let me get to your episode. That's what's happening. But here's, okay, here's a really fun one. And get, again, I asked and you delivered. You're like, I will give you what you want, my friend. Okay, this is from Ned Fletcher. Five stars, tool for your sanity. I have never watched the shows discussed by the hysterical host and her rotating panel of guests. It doesn't matter. Listen now for the ultimate escape from 2020. Love you guys. Ned, can I tell you... You're not alone. We get emails, quite a few emails and uh, from listeners who do not watch The Bachelor but have not missed a podcast. And can I tell you, you guys all get special treasure medal of honors and I'm fascinated by it and I love, I love your lane of the highway. I don't ever want you to watch an episode. I love that this is, this is your podcast and I'm, I'm so thankful that we're of service to you and that you're a part of our journey. Like you are absolutely like front row members of the club. And that's the best thing is that I like to think visually you couldn't pick any of them out of a lineup. Someday when we do a live podcast again, I would love to flash, have some of you guys there put on screen like four people, one of whom has never actually been in the franchise and have you guess. Or maybe have three people not in the franchise, one person in the franchise. I think that's how we do it. And then you have to guess which person on the screen was actually in the franchise. I think that's a really fun game for our listeners who listen and don't watch. Here's another Here's another review that I loved. Five stars. Uh, five stars subject feeling thorny by A512. Y'all, 
This is the podcast. Now I sound like my my insatiable character, Regina Sinclair. Y'all, this is the podcast. I listen to too many podcasts, ranging from true crime, self-help, scripted dramas. But this is the one. I feel like Arden is my friend and her honest and vulnerable. Oh, her honesty and vulnerability has helped me to open up too. That's nice. I even subscribe to the Patreon episodes because I just can't get enough. Here's the thing, though. These Feeling Thorny podcasts have been amazing. I've been wanting to pre-order Arden's book for a while, but this put me over the edge. Love this comedy troupe. My good, thank you, A512. I'm so grateful for all of the uh, wonderful responses we've gotten to these. And this is the last one that we have recorded right now, but we'll do more in the future. Um, You know, look, look. It's nice to, like, take a pause because guess what? In two weeks, we're all getting back into that crazy hot tub filled with hairless people looking for love. But this time, they're at the La Quinta Resort, and it's 190 degrees, and it's, like, hairless, horny stew. And we're going to watch them. And so this, let's just keep it classy. In honor of book release week, and you can get it. Guys, I saw on Amazon right now. If you order it today, you can get it in the mail tomorrow. Um here's what i'm saying it's nice to do we're doing classy so this this week's uh feeling thorny episode which is our last one before there'll be a week off so if you want go to patreon if you're like i'm jones and honey go to patreon some people have emailed in about the bachelor archive like make sure you just create an account if you're going to go watch the bachelor at new zealand or any of the australia episodes which some of those are on hbo max but create an account you just have to make a password and then you get access okay so this person, some of our newer listeners who started during iHeart don't know this person, but this is an OG. This was like my co-host for the first year or two. Um, and then she got a staff writing job on one day at a time, but she's going to be with us in our premiere episode coming up. It'll be up October 15th with Padgett Brewster and Rob Benedict. Aaron Foley is, for those of you who don't know, one of my favorite stand-up comedians. She is such a smart joke writer. She's such a hard worker. She's such a fun person. We have laughed till tears have streamed down our faces. We're both from Rhode Island. She is such a good friend. And I've just, I really have always, I really respect and admire her as a creator, as a talent, and just as a person. And she is so freaking funny. I mean, this woman is funny. And I'm so excited for our newer listeners to get to know her so you'll know who's joining us in the premiere. And for our OG people who've been with us through the whole thing. Guys, Aaron's back. Aaron's back, right? Thank you, pandemic. You brought me Aaron. So, um, all right, that's it. We're not going to be here next week. I'm going to miss you guys. And I really, really, really appreciate, again, like, honestly, all of you showing up, the support. I want to hear what you thought of the book. I really want to hear. And that's partially why I want to go on tour because I want to also be able to do readings and talk to you guys and have you guys ask questions. Like, I want to do stuff and be near you. And I want to figure out a way to do it socially distanced outside because I am a psychopath and I promise you I will be in 18 masks and probably some weird visor and gloves and and a Lysol bubble all right enough of me blah 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 here is without further ado my friend Aaron Foley bye I'll see you in October 
Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Are you so randy today? so randy. These are so good. I just got one little question. Randy. Will you accept this rose? I do. I accept it. Thank you for asking the first. Thank you for asking. You know what? I I was I'm comfortable with where, that the fact that it's just on my knee. No, I see that, which made it like actually for me. Like it's a little more Wait, is there another? You think that's not just the song? Poke it out of rose. We're not fully in the mood yet. Get ready. Uh oh. Get ready. I can't wait. I'm giddy. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's time for Arden to get a little close and a little thorny. Oh, well, Arden's gonna go one on one. Gonna be high energy fun. Convos are gonna be super real. She wants to get with you and all the feels. Feeling thorny. With Arden Marie. Yes! Yeah. I, I will accept your thorn. <laughs> Feeling thorny. Oh, can you handle that? Hi! Welcome to a very special Feeling Thorny with Arden Marine, a little offshoot of Will You Accept This Rose. My name is Arden Marine, and it's a rainy day here in the clubhouse, and I am here. With somebody I'm so excited to be sitting with. Thrilled, I, I'm um, she's a Virgo, so we're organizing our course. Yep. And um, I missed her so much. She looks great. She's got a nice cowl neck on. Oh, she's yeah. got the bone structure. She talks about somebody else's bone structure. Let me say, when you talk about Paget's bone structure, you are eliminating the fact that all you need to do is look right in the mirror, my friend. No. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my platonic life partner, Erin Foley. Hey! I've missed you so much. Oh my god, we've missed you. We're and we're here, of course, with Tana and Katie. <gasps> I don't know what Anna just drank, but something sure. happened. Was it a hot tea? Hot oh, tea. That was I either would a cold go, or hot. Go face. slow on the notes, so it's not so because I'm so ADD. Um, Aaron Foley. First of all, I've missed you. Congratulations. For those of you out there who don't know, Aaron Foley is now a staff writer on One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time. How does that theme song go again? Well, Gloria Stefan did the reboot of it, and it's awesome. What was the original one? That's all I know. I want you to know that for this reboot, I went into audition to play the part of Schneider. No. Did I read that with you? Did I run it with you? No, you never told me that. I went in. We ran. I ran it with Jordan. They. I got the sides, and I was like, surely there's been a <laughs> mis. Surely for those kids, kids, children out there listening. Back in the day, there was a show, an original version of yes. One Day at a Time. There was this gentleman named Schneider who wore like a, a denim jeans, denim vest. He always had like a like a Burt Reynolds mustache and yeah. like a cigarette rolled into his sleeves. And uh, I can't handle it. I'm so sorry. He's, I can't he's handle the handyman. It. The handyman. He's the handyman. And um and like, but he was like the epitome of masculinity. And I was like, why would you? Cast. Why? Why? Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to book this. And they're like, "Well, we might go another way." And then I had to go in an audition to play Schneider, 
And like, of course they cast a man. Well, I think I can't speak for them because yeah. I would have cast you as the anybody. Thank you. Um, uh, but the whole, it was such a, you know, hard right reboot that I think there were, you know, it went from, you know, white people in the Midwest to uh, a Cuban American family in Echo yeah. Park. So right. I think they were just trying to turn everything on its head. But it's uh, it's been a dream, and I'm going to try to now write anything I can to get Arden Marine on the show. Oh my god, thank you so much. I can play Schneider's like uh, his twin. His speaking of twins, and we'll get to. So for those of you who are like, why why are we doing this? Why why a side offshoot podcast, Arden? Why like first of all. I like getting to know my friends more. Like, I like, it's very rare in this day. It's very easy just to get hang and joke around and, like, you get to know people as you go. But it's it's very rare that you get to sit and really have a one-on-one interview with somebody. And this is leading up to, and you've been so supportive, but this is leading up to the launch of my book. So exciting! So exciting! Called Little Miss Little Compton. And you can pre-order it now on Amazon. And I'm begging you, please pre-order it now. And even Brian, you're like, maybe I'll do that next week. Like, do it now, do people. It now. She do wrote it. a book. I wrote a fucking book. And and like, think of it as like a present for your future self. Because you buy, you order it now, and then when it arrives, you're gonna be like, oh my god, right, I ordered this. Yes. You bring it to any show that I'm at. I will sign it for you. Like, truly, I am so grateful that you guys are are buying it. Apparently, I, my dream is to get on the bestseller list, and apparently, you need to sell eight thousand copies. I will. Rob a bank yes. and buy eight thousand copies. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you so much. I'm I'm I've always wanted to rob a bank safely. You know what? You've talked about that a lot in yeah. your stand up. Yeah. Well, here's so writing the book. It was an interesting thing because I so I mean I don't like normally to sit around think deep diving thinking about like childhood and school and family and stuff like that and like but it was an interesting process and I'm like I'm fascinated by how all my funny friends came to be you aliens straight up aliens they came down just hatch right before i met you i am obsessed with your mom oh my god she's the best how is she doing good are they in florida no we've moved them to texas that happened yes that happened uh, a couple months ago for those of you people out there listening tell us a little bit about your mom uh, well, it's, uh, I always put them together, Mary and Dick Foley. But Mary in particular is Mary Agnes Kathleen Foley. That's the and most Irish name I've ever heard. Yeah, it doesn't get more Irish than that. I, I Sometimes when I say her full name, I used to put her maiden name in. Yeah. And then... What was it? Oh, I can't say. Because... She heard me say it one time, oh. just like in passing. Yeah. And she's like, people can g- g- then figure out and then take my money. Oh. And I was like, okay, oh, that's fair. Okay, sure. I mean, if somebody's coming on a bachelor podcast to take your mom's money, right? they really want money. It made me laugh so hard, but now I've dropped, I've dropped the, the, her, her maiden name for right. security purposes. I want she's a dollar ninety-five. Baloney. Okay, great. Um, um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, did you, um, how much of your childhood, because I grew up in Rhode Island, yes. and a lot of the book is about that. How I much can't of, wait. How much of your childhood is was in Rhode Island? Move, uh, we moved there right before my 12th birthday, so right from, before seventh grade. From where? We went from New York to Connecticut to Rhode Island. First question, New York City? Uh, nope, not New York City. I was born in Long Island. Dad is Brooklyn. Mom's Long Island. They met in Manhattan, lived in Manhattan for a while. Then she was like, I'm going to get, I'm going to have a baby. Yes. And then they moved back to Long Island because... 
by that time, my dad, it was like that very kind of famous merge of uh, Long uh, Brooklyn people into Long Island. Okay. Um, whatever, families, pricing, neighborhood stuff. So there was kind of a big uh, exodus. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, so they moved back to Long Island. Yeah. I was born in Long Island till four, uh, eight, nine years in Connecticut, then Rhode Island. But Rhode Island That's is it. the best. It's the best, right? It's the funniest state. Yeah. So you were there watching Patrice Woods. You were watching Mario <laughs> Hilario on the local news. You were there. <laughs> oh my God, I you forgot were, about you these were there news. during the Buddy Cianci. Buddy the great. I talk about him in the book. The greatest yeah. mayor of Providence. He was a convicted felon. Got out and got reelected. Got stuff done. Got, dead bodies everywhere. He had his. He had an off-duty police officer drive him over to his like girlfriend lover's house, and he beat him up with a fireplace and iron, and put a cigar out on his dick. Yeah, that's what I'm talking and about. Over the with that ashtray. Okay, um, and then you were also there probably for I the, don't sun, condone that the Sunny activity. Von Bulow, the Von Bulow, remember that? Oh, that was yes. all in the news. I, 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 the I coma, mean, the, 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 all the coma. And all the, um, uh, you know, Great Gatsby being filled in, in the yes. Newport mansions. We almost um, got to have, they were, they were trying to get... Um, witches of Eastwick to <gasps> Little Compton, and I was like, "This, I'm going to get discovered." And then the the group, the church women, were like, "No, there's sex scenes in the church." And so Are the the puritanical they shut it down and went up to Cohasset, Mass. And I was so I had such a grudge at Cohasset, like for like 15 years that like my chance was lost to like get to hang out with Cher and Jack Nicholson as an awkward 11 year old. Oh, that was my time. Well, it's still, I mean, right now to ha- hang out with both of them right now, right? She looks I mean, amazing. I saw her on Dancing with the Stars the other He's night. a little cuckoo, but... Okay, so you grew up in Rhode Island. How was moving there in junior high? Because that's kind of a... That's a tough state. Did you go to p- public school? Yeah, we went to... Um, it was a real battle between Mary and Dick because... And this is... Uh, I just like to preface this next sentence is, I did not know I was gay. Okay. But when we moved in seventh grade... Love it. I... My mom scattered out the best public school district and that was south kingstown south kingstown public high school was a great high school and the neighboring one was narragansett i wanted to go to narragansett because it had fast pitch softball right. again not gay right so i was pleading the case my dad and i were like it's fast pitch it's fast pitch right. south kingstown better school academically you're one like- of the best in the state slow pitch so boring right you're like i want fast pitch mom one clearly we went with academics do you think you would have come out earlier shattered my softball would dreams. you have come out earlier if you got i don't know because i did play slow pitch for another six years right right still had no idea but i mean that's super gay did you have a boyfriend in high school oh my god hold on something's coming up is it feelings is it, is it, oh, oh. no i did the thing where i pined after a dude and yeah. then as soon as he liked me i was like nah get away and I, I was kind of like that. Maybe I did that for a long time. I was kind of like that. Yeah, but I was gay. Right, that's true. Right. <laughs> you I, were being selective. I think I also just had such low self-esteem. Yeah. I had a terrible dad, so I was like, I'm a monster. <laughs> you can't see behind the veil. I'm only fun at a party, and then you get to know me, and I'm the worst. I'm a garbage, and everybody knows it. Well, that's not even remotely true. No, so. no, now I know that. I yeah. know that now, but at the yeah, time, those I was are like, awkward. stay away. I'm the worst. No, you did have- you a little- Compton High? We didn't have a place? high school. So we had, I went to the public school in town 
for grammar school, and then the, there were the high school was Middletown, which was like an hour commute over the bridge, over the bridge, and it was like a, it was like got like a one star in academics, and so my mom was like, I don't. She was like, you know what? I, she had a bad education. She was from Long Island. She went to Bayside High. And oh she was God. like, I didn't get an education. So I'm going to – she goes, I in my mind, high school is where your brain is malleable. She's like, I'm going to run out of money for your college, but I'm going to send you to the best high school I can send you to. That's a great idea. And she sent me – she took like a third mortgage out and like sent me to boarding school. Where? In Connecticut? Middle, it's in Concord, Massachusetts, Middlesex School, which is super preppy, but it was it was great because no everyone was off playing lacrosse, which I wasn't, but no one was in. They did this beautiful theater and no one was interested in it. So no I got way. to like write plays because like they weren't my people, but yeah. like the beauty of that was I had access to this facility and I got to like basically go to college at 14. Wait, did you know that you wanted to perform and write oh, yeah. and all that from oh, like yeah. from a little oh. baby Arden? Oh, like four and five-year-old Arden. There was a girl in, in kindergarten that moved down the street who was from New York. And I actually talk about this in the book. Like, I call her a different name in this in the book, but her name was Courtney. And she moved down the street, like, and she'd lived in New York, and she had a commercial agent, and she'd been in, like, a serial commercial. And I remember just, like, grilling her about it and being so jealous and, like, sitting my parents down and being like, you're holding back my career. Like, no, we got to move now. Change my diaper. Yeah. Get me out there. Yeah, and then my mom was like, I'm not moving to New York for a five-year-old. And so she was like, as soon as you can, like, live and not get, like, kidnapped, you can go be my cash cow and, like, take care of me. This is fascinating. Yeah. This is why this is such a good idea to do this yeah. because we've been friends forever. Yeah. yeah. But it's so, you know, it's we're always like, we're doing this project. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. yeah. You yeah. Know, it's interesting. You and I could get dropped off in the middle of like the desert and then yeah. we'd be like, hey, we found a dance party oh, and yeah. uh, one bottle of water. I... Like, you know, but like, it's nice to actually have a chat, share some. I love details. you so much. I just want to like, I just love you so much. I'm never tired of you. I never, not, I always <laughs> want to be tired of you. Like, That's I, so adorable. Like, I always want to be around you. Yeah. Like, you you make me crazy. You make my cells crazy in a way that's like, <laughs> I don't care how tired I am. If you're like, I'm going dancing, it's like, well, obviously I'm coming with you. Like, yeah. I don't care where we are. Yeah. Like, obviously. It's hard to meet. <laughs> it's hard to meet those people as adults. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even when, I don't know, throughout the years, something, something. And, and Megan, my twin, she always like, you know, I'm always like, oh, I'm doing this or doing that. But I always like when I talk about you, she goes, like I my my face goes up. I go, oh, Art, and she goes, oh, Art, and like when she was okay. when she first started hearing about you, and she's like, oh, your fun friend, the fun, yeah. like she knows, like, oh, your fun. Friend. We have a similar. There is something. There's like a beauty. You, me, and Lisa Deleros are they all the exact same age? Love her, and I never see her. She'll be at the dance party on Saturday, 2020. I'm in LA. Yeah, this I is have it. a life, and now I can actually start. You, like taking care of more friendships. Yes. It's just so hard. This stand up life is, it just feels like I have, I'm like a shitty friend. I'm never home. My I back talk goes about out. That. We're going to go I all over the place. And I want to start with this now. Like you have been, and we're going to come back to the high school stuff. Like you have been, you're one of my favorite comedians. Um, I respect how hard you work at it. I respect your work ethic with your jokes. And for those of you out there, she's got all sorts of albums you can order and buy. Deep like, dive. That's the latest. But she, I think you're such a talented stand-up. And, but you have been on the road consistently. How many years? Um, I would say consistently probably eight. That's hard. Eight. I would say eight. 
uh, actually, maybe probably. I mean, I've been doing stand up almost twenty. Yeah. So I guess maybe like nine, maybe nine. Like like I've always made it a living, but it's like been stand up, some commercial stuff, some writings, whatever. Yeah. But then stand up, like on the road, stand up supporting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because I've been in L.A. 12, and it was the first couple years trying to figure that out. So I would say like 9 or 10 consistently. When you were like, I want to do this for a living, was the dream like, was the dream specifically, I want to be a stand-up? Yeah, I, I think I, I I always wanted to do stand-up because I, I mean, when I got into it, it wasn't, when I was in New York City, it wasn't like... And I'm not, this isn't a, a, a shot on anyone that's doing stand for, you could do stand for whatever reason you want. Yeah. But in New York, when you started stand up, as you know, like you were a stand up and you yeah. wanted to be a stand up. That's right. I had no acting background. I, I didn't, ne- I've never to this day wanted to be in front of a camera acting. Right. Ever. Ever. Right. When people are shoving me out the door with auditions, I'm like, fucking kill me. Right. So, that's interesting. So I just started doing stand up to do stand up. And then all of a sudden I just kept going and the and i've but the life around it has been difficult the, right. the stand-up has always been fantastic but my favorite stand-up hard yeah my favorite stand-ups i think that it purely that was the main goal was to be just yeah. a, like because some you know like i think the best stand-ups like that was the dream was to most like the yeah. actual stand-up part was that's what they wanted to do yeah and i think I think that the the I'll always love and probably go back to like the purity of stand up of just doing stand up, but I can't. I could not. The last couple of years broke me as like a human, right? Like, and that's when I was How like, so? I can't sustain this. The tra- the travel because it's the harder travel and harder. Just broke me and the money and the, and, the the, and not making enough. It money. feels like it's harder and harder unless you're at a certain like if, unless you have certain credits yeah and i don't know if this has changed i don't know if this is it's always been like this but it feels like that sort of like that it's hard to make to put any money away even as a headliner yeah unless you have certain like it's very very difficult yeah you know what and, and this isn't like woe is me in any any way i chose all these steps but what you for stand-up it's such a clear path of um I've attained all my goals, you know, yeah. headlining, uh, theaters, Conan, like you, you uh, half hours, like it's albums, like it's all very extremely successful. Right. However, what you have to pair it with is television. Right. right? That's so right. In, in, in the, in the people, let's just say, let's just say, uh, or successful standups, um, if you're, how are people supposed to discover you right. a, unless you're literally at that club year after year after year, if you're not on TV? Right. So I, I totally get that formula, but I never could fit into that formula. So the writing was on the wall maybe five or six years ago. I was like, well, if I don't want to be an actor, right. like it's just going to be me. The money caps at a certain level. Yeah. This is going to be my life. And that that never made me happy enough. So I was like, okay, how am I going to figure out this? And that's when I was like, okay, it's got to be with writing. Well, and I remember that's when we, we started doing our writers yeah. group. Yeah. And, um, and it's, I can't tell you when I saw that you, I know how hard you've worked on your scripts. And when I saw that you were, cause I know you've been staffed on pilots and stuff. Yeah. But like when I saw that you were fully staffed on one day at a time, I was so happy for you. Cause I feel like, 
you've crossed over, like, you've already had enough bites. Yeah. And, like, you clearly have the, you'd be such an asset in any room. And, like, now you've been vetted. And, like, I'm so happy that I know this has been your goal and that it'll be fun for you and just more stability. And, like, that's awesome. Yeah. And you know how it is. It's like you have to do, like, so many different jobs. So, like, when I, by the way, listeners, Arden had a, writing group because she's a fantastic writer so buy the book immediately you can buy the book immediately please just buy the book hit pause please go get the book please buy the book immediately thank you so much for buying the book oh my god oh my god it's so cool that you bought the book brian in ohio oh my god susan in cincinnati an hour you bought it for your sister and for your mom thank you baker out of louisville thanks for hitting pause and buying the book in tampa thank you I love your new tan, and I appreciate it. Mary Foley hit, trying to figure out where pause is and then asking someone to get the computer on to buy the book yeah, for you. Mary. Elephant tits in <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin. First of all, you look great. I support your name change, and I appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Really needed it. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Wow, the phones are lighting up. The phones up, are you lighting guys. up, you guys. The phones the are lighting up. The reviews are in. This book changed up. my life. This Carol. book changed my life. Um. Okay. So, you, but anyway, your writing group. Yes. I say to Arden, I want to, you know, start writing. I did punch up on a, on a bunch of shows through other comics. Yeah. I join your writing group. Yeah. And the greatest thing about the writing group is I met uh, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan Jordan Rollins. and I took a pitch out last year. It was like this safe, wonderful yeah. space where you're like, I don't know this. I don't know. Like in stand-up, you, you can try. Yeah, that's You know, you right. can try your jokes. And if they that's go, right. fuck off, you go, okay, that wasn't funny. Yeah. But how do you know with the writing? You, dude. How about the book? Did you dude. have, did you send people Anna chapters? read it. Anna did my millennial past to make sure I didn't okay. write anything offensive. Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, my friend Lisa read it. Okay. Um, I ran some, I ran particularly, it's weird. It's an interesting thing. And then this is going to sound, when I wrote the proposal, my mom was alive. Yeah. And the deal closed on the day of her funeral. I got the email. They were oh like, hope you're having a great week. Like, you know, so truly to, in a weird way, write this book no one's alive yeah but i'm nervous for my brother to read it i'm not yeah. gonna lie like yeah. like there's a weird but you do like there's a weird freedom in that like yeah. of like and yet and it turned a lot of it is sort of a tribute book i think to my mom i was just gonna say you it's and like your mom a, were so close. yeah it's like it's a like, tribute it's like a tribute so proud. Yeah. yeah i think she's in it much more than she would have been like yeah in that i had i've had like an insane amount of people email me funny stories about her. And I think I, I didn't realize what a unique, I just thought everybody's mom was like that. Like I didn't yeah. know that I had like sort of a different mom. And so I think it actually completely changed the book, but like, that's kind of, that's wonderful. It's ama- I actually I do think the timing of it is amazing. Like yeah. it's a different book and like, but it, it is picking and choosing who to show it to so that you, are like making sure you, and there's an editor that's helping me, you know, at the publishing company, yeah. but like, yeah. um, yes, yeah, an interesting thing of like showing it to enough people that you're getting outside eyes, but not so many that like you show it to 18 people, they're going to give you 18 yeah. different opinions. Yeah. yeah. You really have to trust. So it's, it's like a more of a one-on-one relationship with your editor. 
in a way. Yeah, in a way, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, you know, I always say, like people when I if I do stand up stuff, someone's like, "Oh, do you go through your man?" And I go, your manager, who I love, but I'm like, no, I go through my funny friends. I'm oh not God, gonna, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, so I yeah, can yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like a, it's a yeah. yeah. It's an interesting. I've had yeah, my friend Jacob. I read it through twice with. We read it out loud just to hear it and like. I would recommend reading it out loud That's twice. A good idea. Reading it out loud really was uh, very helpful. Yeah, awful, you know, but helpful. Yeah. Did you when you read it out loud? Did you try different accents? I did. I was like, oh, okay. and then here I am in Little Compton, Rhode Island. Oh, how nice to look like Bob from Stranger Things. <laughs> You know, like that. Hello. <laughs> I come from Little Compton. Hey, hey, hey. how's your mother? Who found it? Hey, oh, hey, then I moved to New York City and I lived in Zach Galifianakis' closet. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, that's good. I was wondering yeah, if you were that's how try. I can't wait to record a book on tape. Can oh, you imagine? Yeah. I was like, no, this is how I speak. I like pie. <laughs> Hello. My name's Kika. Butter. Oh, I don't know about you, but things are getting so hot in here. I think I gotta take a pee break. Question. Yes. Who were your comedy idols growing up? Who are you who are your influence? Who were your like little North Star lighthouses in the out there? Um well, I think pre not knowing that any of this was going to happen sure. because I was a, you know, a sports crazed person. I never performed. Um, what did you think you were going to be? What did you want to be? Um, I just thought I would teach okay. because I loved school and I, my everybody in my family teaches basically. So I was like, what did you I major could keep in? going American studies, Great. which I loved. And I thought. I'll do that. I like standing in front of people and I like reading. I, I mean, you know what been, I mean? You've like, been a yeah. great teacher. So, I don't know. And then I you, and then I moved to Manhattan. I was, you know, I just was like, oh, I'll just like fuck around for a bit before I go to grad school. And then, you know, I'm in your house doing okay, this. Okay, wait a minute. So, so you moved to Manhattan. And what happened? Yeah. How'd that happen? What happened? Well, pre, I'll just say the only like influence was it was just it was my parents were so funny. Yeah. And they watched, um, you know, as as a family, we watched Carol Burnett show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. were obsessed, and my dad loved um, Laurel and Hardy. Yes. And we will watch Laurel and Hardy and try to get out of Sunday Mass all the time. Yes. Uh, so we watched that. I watched a lot with my dad. But then when I was uh, probably college years, late high school, college years, my mom and I would watch every Woody Allen movie yes. to the state. Now I know. I know. He's I know. problematic. I know. But I watched um, him too. His movies up. are I know. I watched amazing. him. I watched yeah. him and my brother. It was nice having an older brother because we watched yeah. Monty Python. We watched all the uh, Steve yeah. Martin movies. Yeah. 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 So Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. You know what I mean? Like, so Airplane. I've yeah. seen okay, Airplane yeah. 790. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah, my yeah. parents, like, I watched Airplane with my parents. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I know. So I watched terrible. I watched always, everything that I yeah. shouldn't watch. Yeah. I do think having a funny family helps. My family was funny. Well, of course. I, I yeah. mean, I can't. And the good thing about my parents, too, is like they weren't like stage funny. Like, yeah. they had no. No. There was no perform. Like, it, they were just like my dad in particular. He's seriously one of the funniest. Like, that's how my brother is. He, I think I told this, but to this day, I mean, he's like, it's, it's not, everybody goes, you know, whatever. He's very sick and he's, 
the last time when we were in the hospital, he's in his little gown and he's, you know, it's so hard to obviously run through it. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. So the doctor goes, you know, through this checklist and I'm standing right next to him trying to like grab my leg to not, to be strong. It's awful. And he's like, okay, do you have this? Do you have this? And he's like, do you, (laughs) the doctor goes, do you have a hearing aid? And my dad goes, what? And I literally like, I'm about to like laugh so fucking hard because it's my favorite joke. Like I get, I get my sister and my partner on what four times a day And, and the doctor goes, um, do you have a hearing aid? And I was like, say it again, say it again. Oh, so my dad goes, what? Like, and I, I just, I was like, you know, he's like 80. He's got His a little timing like, is cancer, amazing. a little gurnt, like thing on. And I am fucking losing That's my mind. Thing. And my dad and I are looking at each other like, who the hell is this dude? That's the thing. So, I mean, you know, till his, to the day he, moment he dies, he's going to be fucking hilarious. That is know? truly. Yeah. That's the, and there is, I like, there is even a gallows humor. I, I will say like even yeah. my mom's funeral weekend, like yeah. the worst fucking thing had just like and my brother and i it was we would alternate between crying so hard and then laughing like yeah because it's so when we went to because we didn't go to church and we there's no place to hold the funeral we had to go beg the church to let us hold there's no there's no public places in little compton and in march is too cold to do it outside there was nowhere to hold it so we had to beg to get let into the church and they were like okay and then when i was like can we play music they're like of course you can't play music i was like can we play the single ladies but beyonce is her favorite song and then my brother and like my brother the lady was like, um, no, no, you can't play that. <laughs> and like my brother and I were fucking dying after like that. Like That's I, hysterical. we were, we were laughing so hard. Yeah. In my mind, it seemed like a reasonable request. Like, like <laughs> I, we were dying, you know, and you're like just sitting there cause you're like crazy. But there is something yeah. about, we will build the city of God. <laughs> oh, the single lady. Oh, the single lady. Oh, the single lady. Oh my God, that's um, amazing. Okay, so question. Yes. Do you think having a, being a twin has made you funnier? I find twins fascinating. I think my twin, you know, I know I have like a bigger personality. She's quieter, but she makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. Um, and it, she just, and sometimes I don't expect it, but I honestly think she's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. So I don't know. Probably she's made me funnier because I just... I, but I think Do you it's talk about being a twin in your stand-up ever? Rarely. I mean, sometimes. Do you have a twin language? We have, <laughs> we have, um, I, I think we have like a, like a lot of hand signal. I'm kidding. Um, we. Like if I stab your twin in the leg, will you feel it? You know what? We should totally, we should <laughs> try gonna, that. See, let's see Wait, it. there's a garden hose right there. Try to strangle me. I'm going to try to strangle See if she texts oh like I need that air. Sounds, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> or text her, give her my number. Yeah, text her okay. to give me my number. Stand by your phone. Okay, and just see how you Don't, feel. Are you driving? Just see how you're breathing. Yeah, I think. Are you now? Tell me if you feel like you're going to be underwater in the next thirty seconds. What did you when you moved to New York? How did you pay your rent? And what was the first time you did stand up? Um, when I moved to New York City, I moved in with both my sisters, yeah, Tara and Meeks, and I thought I was getting a. Uh, like sharing a bedroom with Megan, but they had taken in a straggler, Chris, for a couple months uh, yeah. before we all realized he was doing blow, like I think in her bathroom. But anyway, right. it was this. New York City. It was a different time. Um, there was a lot of blow around that. I remember there was a club called oh, Cokies in Brooklyn. No way. Yeah. 
I lived in the New York. The only then. drug I've never, I haven't done. I've never done coke either, but I saw oh, it I once. Done Andy, Andy Dick showed me coke, and I was like, that feels appropriate. That's oh, like perfect. Tinkerbell. Yeah. That's right. I've that been feels in, right. Yeah, I've been in parties where I'm passing plates of coke, but it was the Len, Len Bias, Boston Celtics, first round draft pick, yeah. OD'd. Anyway, I never did. That's coke. the thing. It's like people are like, okay, you yeah. as advertised, you're going to show me coke. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anna just passed me coke. Um, uh, cocaine. 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 Coffee. Cocaine. Tea. Cocaine. cocaine. What do the young people say? White powder of dreams? Cat powder know. of dreams. I'm not young. The white um, candy. So I lived in uh, Cornelius Street between a fourth and Bleecker in Great an illegal, block. greatest block, in an illegal sublet where I had a mattress and I'd push it under the dining room slash living room table at yep. night. And sleep under the table <laughs> in a single mattress for the first four months. I was 22, yep. having the time of my life. That's the thing. I slept on a mattress underneath the dining room table. Blow but it up? Was, Cornelia Street. was it a real oh, mattress? Full mattress. Beautiful mattress. I slided. It was just <laughs> under. Then we'd slide the table out and then slide the table back. So there's four of you in a one bedroom? Four of us in a, in a two bedroom. It was kind of a glorified one bedroom with like a crappy yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Tara uh, took the went to the summer she um uh theater by the sea matunic matunic that summer she was at grad school she had the summer off she's like get me out of manhattan bartended at theater by the sea yeah she did i got her bedroom okay uh waited tables i waited tables that's where? how i made a living where that's hard i waited tables too is brutal. oh it's the god where waiting didn't t- i wait tables? waiting tables is hard the great thing is I, I had some crappy jobs but then i got into the arc restaurants great great so I worked at Ernie's, and that was kind of changed my life because that's where I met Cynthia Corey when she started dating Tom Papa. Yes, uh, yes, who's a phenomenal comedian, comic. I just Tom did Papa. his radio show with Fortune Feeds. Right? Yeah, it's such a great show. Um, so that was I got insurance. I worked there for four Whoa, years. Insurance, yeah, because it was Arc Restaurants. Okay, and they had it was like corporate America, but the the restaurant wasn't that corporate. It was all like MFA grad people from Yale. They'd like sing and dance on the shifts. It was the greatest job ever. So you had a blast. I had a blast, and then stand up New York was I right there. That the, right, I think that's the first. So is that, that the first place the, you ever did stand up? I think Boston Comedy Club is the first place yeah. I did stand up. Oh my god, I've I was I don't know how we didn't overlap. I might have been stand up New York, but I did it met with Carrie Hoffman. Yeah, and that's Tim, that's and Tim, sta- that's stand up New York. I lived right up near there. Yeah, I lived on 83rd in Columbus. So the restaurant was 79th between 79th and 80th on Broadway. Cynthia was doing stand up at the time, and I would be on my shift. And if I couldn't, if I had a spot. I would run in my uniform. I take my apron oh my off, do a set. They would cover and we, run back to the restaurant. Were you there when I was like eighty miles and Bobby Tisdale, yep. and Zach Galifianakis, and Lisa Delario started, and John Cockrell, yeah, and John Viner, yep. I know all those guys. And then it was like the like the next level up. It was like Sue Costello, yep. yep. And then there was that guy she was dating who was Italian that opened the Gotham Comedy Club. Chris, Chris, what's his last name? Um, uh, uh Masili. Yeah. So I started at Gotham doing 6.30 pre-shows. Yeah. And I'd bring three people. And Sue was there all the time. And, and now she I've known Sue for me, She was so scary. She was scary. She's warmed up a lot. She was Totally scary. warmed she was, up. Yeah. Because she, she was also fairly good. I mean, she, she was, I remember yeah. she had development deals. 
Oh, she was it back she was then. It. She and was then it. I remember going to the bathroom and I came out. Now, I don't know if she's dating Chris. Yeah. She was cleaning up the sink area. And I just seen her on stage. I was like, why did she clean up the sink area? And yeah. then with that thick Boston accent, ah, Chris is my boyfriend. We got to clean up the clock. Like, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. It's amazing. Was, I was so nervous around her. So, where your first set ever was at the New York Comedy Club? At New Club. York Comedy Club. How yeah. did you do? It was. I think probably terrible. Yeah, mine was I just, terrible. I just remember being like, I did it a couple times and it didn't go well, but I remember being like, I I love this and I just need to take some time and learn about stand-up. But How I did was, you do that? What I did was I, I just wrote and then I followed Judy Gold and Jim Gaffigan around New York City. And I'm not kidding. Were I you, went to so many different clubs. Were I, you like friends going, with them or were you just oh, no, no, were no. in the lineup? You no, would just go I watch just, them. Those are two of my favorite. And we just watched them. And I would just watch them and watch them and then, uh, yeah, just watch a lot of stand-up. And then I came back like five months later, did a set at New York Comedy Club. Did it Judy went... Gold pass away? No. Judy Gold? No, no, no. There was another Gold. There was a different woman. Never mind. Oh. No, 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 no. There no, was another woman. Oh, my God. No. No, God. There was another I... woman who my friend wrote a show about that he was friends with her. She was, he, she was also a groundling and her her name was either Judy or her last name was Gold and I was getting Oh, okay. No. Okay, never mind. Judy's... It's not the same person. I would lose my fucking mind. I'm so mind. sorry. Sorry, Judy um, Gold. Sorry, Judy, Judy Gold fans. I'm sorry, everybody. Judy, sorry, everybody. in fact, is, I would think, better than ever. I mean, she's I, shees amazing. She, so you she followed does, them around amazing. and you're yeah. like, okay, that's that's my, that's what yeah. you, what's possible. I'm that's watching what's, what's possible. possible. That's the greatest thing about it. I mean, I mean, you went through it. Yeah. Look at those shows that we were on. I was like, oh my God, these, these are the greatest comedians in the world. When I look back on, and again, I do talk about this in the book, but like when I got to Chicago, I started before New York. I was in Chicago oh, when I was right. 19 and I had never had any desire to do improv, but I landed at this place, the Improv, improv Olympic Theater and like the house team at the time was Adam McKay, who went on to go write oh my God, Anchorman and, and won an Oscar for yeah. like you know the the the, the Big Short. Yeah. Um, and then it was future UCB founders Matt Besser and Ian Roberts. And oh then God. it was um, like the people that were there. It was like Ali Farnock. It was just it was just Laura Kraft who went on to go. Horatio Sands. Horatio Sands. It was Rachel Dratch. It was just like this. Everyone was. So good, and it was all before they went to Second City. So like, it was it was like they were at the height of their powers, but nobody like the second they got to Second City, then they all got picked to go to New York to either be on SNL or like the Daily yeah. Show or whatever. But like watching who was there when I was nineteen, it, seeing what was possible was like, yeah. wow, look at them go, yeah, look at them go. But it's so inspiring. I mean, yeah, it was the best. And in, in New York, you would just go from club to club and. And then when I, I started doing pre-shows at Caroline's, um, you have to bring like 10 people on a yeah, Monday night, that's right. you know, Andy Angle, those shows, yeah. um, you know, it went really well and I would always bring people. So um, he let me just come into Caroline's and when my favorite people came into town, I watched them. I'd go yes. in the back and watch like Brian Regan still to this day, one of my favorite comics. I watch him extensively. Every yes, time he he's came so good. In, he's amazing. Who was that um, guy that had the Wanda bigger Sykes. shows? Dustin. Who was that guy? Dustin Chafin. Yeah, Dustin Chafin. Okay, so I Dustin, did the Dustin show. I love so, Dustin Chafin. So, Justin yeah. Chafin yeah. for the last 10 years um, is uh, with uh, Leah um, Bonima. But, they're, they're dating. But I can never remember how to pronounce her last name. I've gotten to know her through her trips back to LA, oh and I, I'm obsessed with her. She's wonderful. They've been dating ten years. I can't believe we did not know each other. I know. Who was your comedy buddy? Who was your comedy? Jessica Kirsten. Great. 
Jessica Kirsten, who who's just, so funny. Well, this is going to air later. Yeah. But check out her. Uh, Bill Burr uh, produced her Comedy Central special. That's amazing. It came out. I well, read about it, came it. Out, but it came out last it, night. It got great reviews. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, I mean, she should have had that special ten years ago. That's right. You know, isn't it kind of interesting? Like, she's been doing comedy probably twenty, twenty plus years. Yes. Yeah. And like, kills every single time she's on stage. Yeah. But she's not on television. Right. And just got a special. Right. That's what I mean. You it's, know what I mean? No, it's yeah. It's well, impossible like, to follow her. I think it's also. Um, oh God! Yeah, some of the people who you're like, oh, I don't want to go after. Don't make yeah. me go after them. Don't make me go after them. They're hysterical. too good. Hysterical. Yeah, it was Karen Bergreen, Marion Groden, Jessica Kirsten. Um, those were like yeah buddies. And then when I started doing uh uh this guy Ron Poole had a show called Pool Party. That was a real game changer for me because that was every Friday and Saturday in Midtown, and that's yeah. where I met a bunch of gay comics. Yeah. Okay. So that was a game changer. When did you come out? Um, so I remember hearing about this. I didn't come out on stage until maybe eight years in. I remember you saying that like you were working with people who knew who you were working at a restaurant and you like, Oh, the, Oh, the, the, you were talking about this with me once, how you were working on like, there were people like, they were like waiting for you to come out. And you were, oh yeah. Everyone was waiting for me to come out. I had no idea. But the, the, but like the third day in Manhattan, my sisters worked at garage restaurant, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is no longer, which is such a shame, um, which was, you know, heart of West village. And there was a bartender, Marianne. I remember this. I sit down. This yeah. is like literally my third day in Manhattan. Yes. I sit down. Now, I am the gayest, but I have no idea. I had an inkling. At that point in time, I had an inkling. <laughs> I love it. But this. when I'm, I'm not, this is not exaggeration. She said, we were talking, she goes, oh, you play for our team. I remember this, and you didn't know what she was talking about. And I had no idea what she was talking about, and I literally said, Art, and I said, oh, you have, Garage has a softball team? Oh, my God, this is the cutest. This is the cutest. It makes me love you even more. I love and you even more. Said, and I, I already loved you at an 11 on a scale of yeah. 1 to 10, and now you're at like a 15. It's off the charts. I was like 22. You're adorable. And That's I said, the cutest. I was so excited to play softball. May I also just say, back in the day... I, no one no one I grew up with came out so much later. Like, it yeah. wasn't a thing. I feel like now people can come out much younger. People are coming out when they fucking yeah. fly out of the womb. Yeah, it's like nothing. It feels like, God, thank yeah. God, it's like not a thing. But oh at the God, time, yeah. we didn't have, people weren't coming out. Like, it wasn't, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it just wasn't as common. Now it's like not a thing. It was not encouraged even remotely. No. I mean, no. it was shameful. It was terrible. It was, it was just sort bad. of like a non-issue. Yeah. It's like, oh, nobody's gay. We know yeah. 10%, but yeah. not really. Like, it just was like a non-thing. Best friend in high school, Becky, second yeah. base, shagging the shortstop. Yeah. Two years older. I yeah. knew, but I had no, yeah. I have since I probably apologized 790 times in my life because <laughs> I knew, but I had no vocabulary. Yeah. But I didn't have a vocabulary if she was shagging the shortstop and it was a guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, so it's yeah. just Irish Catholic push it down till your ankles explode. So she said you so she said you play for our team. You're like you have a softball team. And I said you have, you have a softball this is team. The best thing ever. And she goes And then and then she goes, "Oh, oh, um yeah, you'll figure it out." Was she cute? I mean, oh yeah, like okay, but yeah. I you know, I I and I and I said, "Oh." Oh my god. And I remember going, 
Huh. There's not much to figure out. You either have a softball team oh my God. or you don't no, have oh a my softball God. Please team. Please tell me you say this on stage. Do you no. talk about this on stage? No, I don't. This but I, I just was like, this this is, amazing. what am I going to figure out? I'm either. You need oh, no, to no, talk that's about what this I said. on stage. That's what I said. Before I went out and I was like, I had that thought. I, I said to her, I said, oh, do I have to work at Garage to be eligible for the team? I can't even. I was this. literally I love trying so to get much. information. Yeah, you were like, how do I sign up? Do I, I, do I buy I a jersey? Like, Can I buy a jersey? Because I'm not, not going to work here, but if you need extra... I remember saying, if I'm not going to work here, but if you need extra players, and oh then God. she said, oh, you'll figure it out. This and is I go, I can't thing. figure it out until you give me the information. Oh, my God. You either have a team or you don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, where's the team? Oh. I want to play I was for like, your I team. I have a club. I'm ready to go. Are I we going to do this or not? I want to play for your team, yeah. bitch. Why are you not letting me play for your team? I mean... And then what happened? <laughs> and then a couple of years later, I made out with a lady who worked, whose brother worked at the garage. Who initiated it? Yes. We, it was the clearest. I can't remember how I even put my pants on yesterday, but I'll remember this moment for yeah. the rest of my life. Still at the garage. Love it. Going to see some friend's band. Um, I had 28 gin and tonics. Love just this. the right amount of gin. Loving it. We, I grab her and I said, oh, let's go over to this place. Yeah. I know she's gay. Love it. We go to the band place. My sisters are there. All our friends are there. Love it. I go to the bathroom. She follows me into the bathroom, pushes me up against yes. the bathroom stall. We make out, come out of the bathroom gay. That's the best thing I've ever And that was heard. it with no one to tell. Oh, my God. Hammered. I was like, ah. I, like, I just, I went into the bathroom straight, came out gay, oh no God. one available for talking. Who did you eventually, how, who, who, who was the first I just to was like, ah, ah. and who, so I lived in Brooklyn with my best friend, Carrie, oh my God. still didn't tell her. Love it. Didn't do anything for like a year. Yeah. Then started sort of hanging out with this woman. Yeah. And then I, I was like, I have to tell her. And I said, Carrie, I've, I've been making out, get, I'm. Get Becky, maybe gay. She goes, oh, you're the gayest. Okay, great. Can we get oh, over this? Oh, you're the gayest. That was it. I was like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah. Ugh, God, I've been waiting for you to tell me. It's so annoying. So do you like her? Like, what's going on? And I was oh. like, oh, all right. And then I called my other really good friend, Adrian. And I said, I've got something to tell you. Like, And I was shaking. And I go, I'm I'm gay. And her reaction was, she screamed. at the, And she goes, ah, this is so exciting. Uh, like, so you had, the, you had just nothing but good news. Nothing but good news, how and about, then I could tell my sisters. How is your? How were your? How was your parents? Less than thrilled. Yeah, but but fine. I just knew it was going to be super super awkward. Are they religious? The the most Catholic of all Catholic. Right. Okay. So, but yeah, my mom me. asked me. Mary Foley asked me if I was gay. Oh, okay. And I rerouted the conversation. It was 8 a.m. We had, I'd been home for a week, and I was taking an Amtrak train yeah. from Rhode Island back to New York at maybe 10.30. Love that train. 8 a.m. I'd been with her for the, the Acela, whole week. The Acela? Pre-Acela. It's too expensive anyway. Yeah, it's too expensive. Um, yeah, and so I kind of rerouted the conversation. And so she asked finally, you. She yeah. asked you. She, I mean, she probably knew the whole time. And she wanted to make it okay for yeah. you. Okay, That's this is... my mom dinging. No, that was... I'm going to turn that... It was just in case Paget arrives. I should just tell her. To, will you text her to text you? That's what we'll do. Is she joining? She's... No, no. She's in a half an hour, but sometimes oh. she shows up early. And the okay. thought of Paget holding up Paget out, oh locking her out. No. Okay, we're back. So I'll turn. But anyway, off. yeah. So it was awkward, and she was like, you know, brought up kid stuff. And then she's like, well, I'm devastated. And I was like, I knew you would be. And then 
two seconds later, she's like, we have to return the movie at Blockbuster, blah, blah, blah. Okay, keep it moving. Went keep it home, moving. Returned the movie, went home. Light and polite. Walked through the door, and I was shaking, like, what is she going to say? And she's like, I cut out an article on Billy Crystal and how, for my AARP magazine Aww. about how he does And I was like, oh, all right, this will you- probably be it. And then nothing. And then two months later, I was dating someone. I was like, can I bring Shelly home for Thanksgiving? And she goes, yeah, of course. And that was it. And you never talked about it with your dad. Never, never spoke about it with Dick Foley. <laughs> this is amazing. He's, he was I in, love them. He was traveling so much for work. He was like literally on a, on a fishing boat out of Rhode Island, out of Point Judith. Yeah. And the day I moved in with my girlfriend, Karen, I said, he's like, what are you doing today? I said, dad, I'm moving in with Karen. Didn't mom tell you? And he goes, right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yep. 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 Right. Right. Yep, right. Yep. Uh-huh. 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 Yep. Right, and it went, or it went on for like a minute and a half. Oh my god! And I was like, I think he I was just trying came to be out cool. To my dad. I think he's trying to be cool too. Yeah. You know what? When I watched that movie, The Queen, about Princess Diana's death, and the people were all mad at the Queen and how she's always like, "Let's go for the walkies with the corgis." Like oh. my family is so let's, and I kind of there's a certain appreciation to, like, okay, we good, yeah. we good, <laughs> and like, like it's so not this world of like. Like, like, look, it's it's important. Yeah. I'm glad that in my real life I can talk about things with my friends and my, like, but, like, there is something to be said for, like, okay, okay, yeah. good, yeah. everything, okay, yeah. let's, we're never going to talk about this again? Yeah. We're good. Okay, okay. All, like, yeah. just so, like, that's just That never... was your family as well? Oh, yeah. 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 That's New England. New England. That is full New England. Yeah. Even it's New York. I, th- I think it's. I Rhode think Island. it's Irish. I think it's Catholic. Yeah. It's, you push. Yeah. Like, keep it moving. You push it down. You just keep it you moving. Keep it moving. Keep it polite, a little bit formal, and yeah. and and just change the subject and go to TJ Maxx. Weather? <laughs> Filene's Basement? Yeah, Filene's Basement. We're going to go to Michael's Crafts. Oh, We're going to go yeah. buy a glue gun. We're going to yeah. get some pom-poms. Let's get some ornaments for the tree. We're going to get a new throw pillow. Shit moving. Yeah. How was your year? My yeah. entire year was great. <laughs> My year was Happy so good. Year. My year was so good. It was fine. My year was so good. Fine. I you know, it is uh yeah, it's really I I appreciate I appreciate when nobody like there is something to it. I like some I you know, I, I think it the troublesome is now in the romantic area. Like my partner is always like, I need more. Oh, and from, I'm like, oh, I get it. That's hard. So it's been better as I've never dated anybody that needed more, thank God. No? I, I actually I did date one guy, but he sucked and he didn't think I was open enough and it and he was also yeah. awful. So yeah. if somebody needed a lot from me, I don't think I'd be the right person. Yeah. Pass. Pass. <laughs> My river, I'm two ounces of yeah. fluid and you're a sixteen ounce cup. <laughs> and I there's this is this is how much water is in there. I Can can't I... give you more. Can I ask you a question? Anything. And I know you can just tell me when to No, we have a half hour. Um, When you're writing the book, what was the one thing that you didn't plan on talking about that you talked about or like the biggest kind of discovery? I will say there was two things. One, the publisher requested a chapter on how I got from a town with a general store to being on television 
at the age of 22? Like, how did I, what happened? What did I actually do? Like to have go from stars in my eyes to actually having a job on a show. And I found it to be so uncomfortable to write. Yeah. Because it's like to hear the voice in your head of like, who, who cares? Like, who the fuck do you think you like? Oh, okay, Meryl Streep. This is how I, <laughs> here's how I did it. You want to like, you wanna, you two want to be covered in cat. Like, but I'm, I'm, but I have to say rereading it and like reading it back like as i've been like you know yeah. readying it um to see like oh if i was a, if i was little me and somebody had grown up in a little town i would want to know the nuts and the bolts of this led to this I, I led know. to this led to this led to yeah. this that chapter physically I, I kept blacking out when I was writing it. Like, I, it would, like, take me... Uh, the voices in my head were so loud of, like, who do you think you are? That's like, who... Oh, okay, Jennifer Lawrence. Like, <laughs> this is how you got to be the number 11 on the call sheet on a sitcom. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, like, very, very... I felt very braggy. It was very anti-New England. Like, not flashy. Like, not braggy. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other thing that's like I never and I mean the book is very funny but like I never in a million years again when I sold when I wrote the proposal like I actually think I've written a comedy version of like the year of magical thinking <laughs> like <laughs> at the very end I never thought that I would be an expert on grief or like yeah. for my own like and I would never thought I would, as a, growing up in a house where people never talk about things, that I would actually like if somebody else is going through something. At the very, I have a, like here's things that have helped me. It's never what I have ever would have imagined that any book that I would have anything to do with would be like how to deal in a real way, in an honest way, like that was certainly not what I ever thought I would be writing about. Yeah. Ever. It sounds awesome. I'm really proud I, of I it. I love that. I'm I mean, really Grief proud of Island. it. I mean, I Dude, remember I mean, day one of Grief Island. Dude, it was day one of Grief Island. Well, yeah. I write, actually, it's funny, like, so there's, unfortunately, two death chapters. Yeah. There's, like, my dad and then my mom. But people wanted, mom. you know, and, I, I can't wait to read but that. But I talk a lot, I talk a lot about how the podcast, very much so, has been surprisingly a large part of like putting Humpty back together again. Yeah. Because this thing, this seemingly silly thing that's about hairless people falling in love, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that in the strangest way has helped me to get to know people. I've never played sports before. So it's given me like a sport and a team, something that's sort of meditative when I'm watching the bachelor and taking my obsessive notes, like a serial killer, like, that that this has been very much been a large part of putting Humpty back together again. Well, that's fantastic. How are you dealing with your dad? Um, yeah, it just doesn't. It's it's it just seems like the summer was kind of brutal. But I we had I, I'm just very lucky that we had that small window where he was okay to move them into my sister's. I know that house. was a long time coming. That was really it was a real rough couple of months because i didn't think we could physically get him on a plane how did you do that he came out of the hospital healed enough to literally physically get him on a plane i went back to florida like every couple weeks yeah moved megan took a week off we got the 
literally put them on a plane, clean the house, put the stuff in the U-Haul, put the stuff in the car, and drove. You drove it. We drove. From Florida to well, Texas? Well, we had a moving van, but the rest of the stuff we, like, gave away. We sold. We put in a car, and Megan and I moved drove the car from florida to texas because you're quiet about it you're quiet about it well i just i i it's it's awful it just sucks and also like the state of the union life is hard for everybody yeah. i'm gonna be like let me tell you no i'm not you know scared. what i mean yeah. but um now it's the, the 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 i always have to like try to stay positive but the the wonderful thing is like my sister's there are they in waco my, they're safe they're in a house like he's back in the hospital but um you know, we're coming in 10 days for the ho- holidays. Like, he's where he's supposed to be. It's awesome. Yeah. Are they in Waco? Uh, they're in Waco. <laughs> okay. I drove there. I drove to Waco when I was filming in Dallas because I'm obsessed with fi- Fixer Upper. Oh, my God. So, Rebecca Remain, also obsessed with Fixer Upper. And Jerry O'Connell rented, like, an F-150. And we yeah. drove a gigantic truck Wait, from Wait, what Dallas. was this? This is when I did that horror movie, Satanic Panic. Oh, we drove on. We had one day off. We'd been shooting nights. So we slept till like 3 p.m., rented an F-150, drove to Waco to look at, to go to the Magnolia Silos. Oh, my God. And I got to tell you, we were driving all over Waco and we're like, we could live here. Like, it's it's, it's cute. It is really it's cute. It's really cute. And just in the four years Tara's been there, oh. it feels like it's been oh. transformed. Chip and Joanna Gaines are nailing it. Every nailing house. It. And I'm even such a psycho that I went online and I got like a driving map of like, this was this house. This was, so like yeah. we stopped, we drove from house to house and I was like, I like, I found like the, we found like the shotgun house that they bought for like $13,000 and then like renovated and like, I'm like, why don't yeah. we all just move to fucking Waco? Well, like when I took my partner there, right, yeah. we were, I was doing shows in Austin. She came yeah. visit me in Austin. We drove to Waco. I loved it. It's very religious, but it's great. It's, that's the only thing. It's, it's very, a little bit too very, conservative. It's very conservative. But we met, you know, it Sarah's cool. like, I want to, I want, let's buy a house. You can buy no. a house, like. I know. You can buy a palatial estate for like 300 grand. And they're so cute. They're so cute. Chip and Joey and Gaines really have yes. nailed it. I thought, I have to say the silos, again, they were closed, but Rebecca Romaine and Jerry Cottle and I were one of like. 20 people outside of the closed silos like taking selfies in front like and they were so much i thought they were going to call like those two should have called chip and joanna and i know. Been, like open it up yeah they should have come on come on you're Damn a fucking it. super molly if you've worn the wings you can get into the fucking silo i will say that like it was it was less it was like less kitchen it was like so cool and cute like it's really I cool and cute loved it yeah so your parents must be happy there they are and you know what since Ta- tara i think that's her name right yeah my Tala. sister Tala. 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 slash you Ta- know she's a professor so at, at baylor so they have gone to like the orchestra at baylor uh you know a, a, a choir a baseball like they've they been using it. that's you know amazing what I mean? they have they're so living their best lives facilities that's, yeah that's awesome um the philharmonic like baylor's amazing so what were holidays like growing up in the foley household give me christmas morning oh well first of all most people i i feel lucky that like Everyone's like, "What are you doing for the holidays?" I'm like, "Can't wait!" Because we, I know, I love Christmas. We always love the holidays. I love any holiday. I love lights. Yeah, I love, I love whatever. I love a holiday party. 
love I love it all. I'm I love like the weird like all the clove mochas that like any kind all of, of it. anything. I've been killing it in my office bringing in all the office decorations because I've never had an office. Yeah. I've also discovered the 99 cent store. Oh my god, that's where I get so many of my I throw it's a amazing. big holiday party every year and I get a lot of shit at the 99 cent. Yeah. It's the best way. If you don't out there guys if look I, you're probably listening to this it's probably mid-may but if you are like for whatever holiday is coming up if you're yeah. like i want to start a, a whatever collection a fourth yeah. of july collection Memorial day labor star, day labor july day 4th. halloween flight Easter, day flight nice day Hanukkah, you get whatever whatever you, you go to the 99 cent store get a nice yeah. base and then you can pick and choose some booze from like anthropology or whatever yeah. on yeah. sale on sale or, or, or target, just go to pier one whatever. go to pier yeah. one get it on sale your nice base at 99 cents or is my full base. Um, I it's, load up, stick it on the office walls. That was my full base for years until I started throwing a birthday slash yeah. Christmas party. Well, no, not for, but I'm just saying for yeah. the office. Yeah, obviously. No need to look any further. No, and by the way, it like you can get like 15 silver balls for a dollar. Yeah. The best is I kept looking at the back of the items for a price. That's right. And then I was like, "That's right." Oh, okay. Good thing you're beautiful. Is a good thing you're I'm beautiful. A, I'm on camera. Can I just say I've traveled with Aaron Foley, and I've said this before, and I've gone out numerous times. You are like a magnet for straight ladies who <laughs> like straight have like love me. They have like one glass of Chablis, and all of a sudden. <laughs> Who was it? We were at like some casino in New Vegas. Oh my god, that's right. That was not on the strip, and like the manager was like, "Let's just say someone was gonna, maybe Olivia Munn could throw me on the desk and make out." And it, like, like she was dating the man that like ran yes. the casino, but she kept playing a fun game with Aaron and I. Like, let's just say you made out with. I was so, like, "I'll make out with you." Yeah. Like, what's the problem? Let's it, do this. It was crazy. And then she ran, and then, the she ran the away, and then she ran away, and then she. Basically was throwing herself at yeah, me. She's like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. You're like, okay. She's like, how she's dare like, you? How dare you? That was the <laughs> night you got so drunk and you were like, you unfriended I was... everyone on Facebook. Oh, my God. I can't even. Incredible. We can't talk about that No, that night. was an we incredible. Can't. That was a Remember mess. I called you that, that was morning in a total panic? Yeah. And then you re- undid and then, everything. And then yeah. you undid everything that you'd done. It was a disaster. It was like it was four in the morning. I didn't even know you that well. It was like you, me, and Maryland Rice Cup? Maybe? Yes. Was it? Wait. Was it? Yumi and or Christina Brzezinski. No, no, no. Also yes. funny. Both funny. Yeah. Um, and so Aaron Foley, big dream. Twenty twenty. What do you what would your dreams be for twenty twenty? The dream for twenty twenty is uh uh I want to continue writing on a show. Yeah. Hopefully great. on one day at a time. If it gets it airs, well it'll be airing when this yeah. comes out because yes. it'll air in the spring. Great. It'll start airing March of twenty twenty. Loving it. I'm hoping the dream is that it gets picked up for season five and I get hired Love this. for season five. So it's been an amazing experience so far. And, and, uh, are you I, still touring? Nope. I've stopped. I've just doing local shows for stand up. Okay. Uh, but now I'm going to take a nice long break because it's exhausting having a full-time job. I wake up at six forty in yeah. the morning. Yeah, you're tired. You're tired. My life is just kind of, yeah. And I have never taken a break in 20 years and I'm yeah. taking a break. Great. I love it. So I'll resume in a couple months. That's fine. And uh, I took a break. Yeah. I, I canceled all my shows this year. I was like, I'm going to give myself one full year from my mom. Yeah. I can't do it. Arden, you, you're you working <laughs> around the clock. I was like, I can't do it. I was like, I'll yeah. give myself one year and then I'll get, I'll do live podcasts and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah. um, 
when you're and then I'll get back back on the horse. I can't do it. Yeah. Well, that's just you being healthy and taking care of yourself. Yeah, it's like I can't. I can't. It's it's just this weird shift where your whole my whole identity is stand up and now I'm like, who am I? But yeah. it feels totally great. Yeah. Just to take a breather. Um yeah, and then I move in with my partner February first. I'm going to force her into marriage because that's romance. I love that. And, that's how you do it. That's how yeah, marriages happen. Yeah, just to be happen. writing and to be healthy and to be uh, with Sarah is uh, one. That's my goal. Final two questions. Were you popular in high school? I was. I knew you were. Of course you were. You were <laughs> popular. In a, in a, in Rob a, Benedict was popular yeah. and Wells was popular. Yeah. I bet you Lauren Lopkins but, was popular. But, like, but not mean girl popular. No, like, no, no. You, know what I mean? you just were well fun. liked. Fun. I was fun and I played sports and I liked. Were you to, prom was, queen? Were you prom queen? I was not prom queen. I was. Uh, it was uh, Becky and I was. Uh, she was second base. I was left field and we were vice president. President four years. Yeah, you are. So we ran the school. No, I knew it. I knew it. We have so many like we the people we've done a few of these so far and everybody's been popular. I was social. <laughs> okay, last question. Opening night. You're getting out of the limo at, as to, as a contestant on The Bachelorette. <gasps> what do you wear? Uh, full football outfit. <laughs> and I do an aggressive forward roll, yeah. catch the ball, <laughs> spike it, and I go, let's do this. <laughs> and and I get, take the helmet off and I go like this. And you've got like black hair. Black hair. Longer hair. Yes. I've yeah. got black <laughs> under my eyes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have to come up with some sort of, yeah. I love it. I like spiking the ball. Hopefully I don't hit her when I spike yeah, the yeah. ball. No, but if you do, you do though. Uh, you go, I can get you Oh God, I, then I just give her like a bloody nose and yeah. then I have to try to pick <laughs> up a bit of my back. Um, some sort of football that. sequence, I think. I like that. I like that. Yeah. You keep pair of tight capris. Or the other thing would be full center night fever, you know, yes. where I come out, White throw lady. the jacket at her, yeah. you know, <laughs> the staying alive is on and yeah. I just dance my way Yes. Up. Yeah. I picture myself, obviously we know I'm in the, I'm in the short in the front, long in the yeah. back, I'm in the mullet dress. Yeah. And then I'm now picturing myself doing like a barrel roll, like, like that head, like the sonic hedgehog. Like I roll, like nice. I roll up with like sparks. Like I figure out how to have like sparks because I'm like rolling so hard. Okay. And that I attempt to do a split, but I'm really inflexible. So then I'm just <laughs> kind of like stuck in my mullet, like stuck there. And then I'm like, can you give me a hand? I like it. Right? I like it. It's like, and then it's like, and then it's like, oh, she's human. She's not just awesome like a hedgehog. She's yeah. also human because she needs to get in because she's stuck. That's what I'm I aware. like it. Another thing, yeah. now that you're talking, which, you, which I'm envisioning just you doing yeah, this. Great, great. Is um, you get out of the limo. Great, love it. Um, and then you look at him. Yes. And you go, do you love dirty dancing? Yeah. And he'll go, yeah. Be like, let's do the lift. I and scream. Then you nobody puts a sprint. Nobody sprint puts baby right in the corner. Him. And then you sprint at him. And then I jump. And you jump and you just hope it works out. I just hope it works out. And yeah. then, like, we fall and, like, my snooch falls right in his face yeah, by accident. And I'm like, oops, ABC. Face. Oh, sorry. And then they're like, she's out of control. And they're like, she's not even drinking. Yeah. She has had a thimble. She's had a of thimble of wine. And she's hammered. The Pinot Gris. She's had one thimble of th- Pinot Gris. And she's <laughs> hammered. Um, hammered. In conclusion, I know this will be airing later. I know we're doing draft picks next week. Yes. How excited are you for Peter's season? 
you know, I had gotten a fairly busy, thank God, the last couple of months. But when I walked into this cubby, you got excited. Dreams, Clubhouse of Dreams. You got excited. I thought, oh God, I'm getting pumped. Come to Sketchfest. It's a Sunday at four. Fly in that morning. Come do it with me and Paget and Rob. Just come do it and then go back that night. Maybe. Come do it. I mean, I want. If it was Saturday, it would be no brainer. I know but what this if I Sunday. Get stuck there. You won't get stuck. But it is so close. It's so close. You're not going to get stuck. All right, let me think about that. Great. We'll fly you up and everything. I know. I just I get nervous about like the job and stuff. I get it. But it is. But why don't we so just make close. sure that you leave the stage by five? Like, will this you just leave? If I could take like a flight back into Burbank, I yeah. actually think this could work. Yeah, you gotta come. You gotta come. Paige is gonna be there. One podcast at a time. Yeah. Um, Wait, Paige is gonna be there. Yeah, Paige is gonna be there. In conclusion, Katie, okay. Anna, what would you guys wear? What would you wear? Um, uh, a really, really long gown that people need to like carry. <laughs> <laughs> Handlers. Are you gonna bring handlers like children? Are you gonna have like 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 four like six four year olds dressed in like foot like foot servants like 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 mice fancy mice? Yeah, like clear like immigrant children that I'm like I'm giving them opportunity. Yeah. Oh yeah, they would that love that. Great. That would be that would make ABC look woke and also not woke. Katie, what are you doing out of the limo for Peter? I've never thought of that. You have to think of it. What are you going to wear for Peter? Peter, you have to dress as an airplane. <laughs> I would just or a sexy stewardess, a sex- an actual airplane, <laughs> like have wings. Because remember, like he was pretending to be an airplane in that one scene in the last season. Yeah. Like they're going down the jetway. And he's like, Purr! I would just dress as a fucking airplane. Oh my god, yes. I, I would piss you off. I would come in after you, and I would hand glide in and knock him over. I would like start from some other house yeah. in Calabasas yeah. and have somebody like attach a cord to me and drive me down PCH like on the back of a Hummer trying to get oh my, speed. That is and an then entrance. I would really. Release that like the yeah. clip that would attach me to the Hummer, and then I would just like dive bomb in and like and like like short shorts, yeah, and like like a real titty top and maybe like, a cape, a cape, and then I would write sexy stewardess alert, and then yes. I would like come dive bombing in, and then yes. n- and then put my snooch near his face. I'm gonna revise my answer and go as the person <laughs> that cleans the plane right after the plane lands. <laughs> I'm gonna go in a full onesie yeah, with right. goggles. That's right. That's and just right. and like a just with a couple garbage bags and be like, everybody off! We gotta get this. We gotta get this clean for the next flight. Okay, I'm gonna revise mine. I'm gonna revise mine. I'm gonna be the guys like out on the flight tarmac. I'm gonna have the glow thing, and I'm gonna. Be, but I'm gonna have it go right to my crotch. Just right to my crotch. Just gonna. I'm gonna wave it in. I'm gonna go right to my crotch, and yeah, then and then yeah. at my crotch, I'm gonna have attached like when Katy Perry would tour and shoot whip cream her boobs yeah. i'm gonna have a windmill and it'll say like knock knock buttercup oh! and it's gonna spin around <laughs> and then it's gonna have like a video screen of his mom cheering for him fucking on my leg wow yeah wow yeah okay i'm gonna revise <laughs> okay, great. i'm gonna revise great okay. i'm gonna go i'm gonna be dressed and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna drive up in the yeah. uh the gas oil tankers that refuel the planes <laughs> and i'm gonna yeah, come out great. with the okay. hose on my vagina going back to the gas tanker and be like are you ready to take a spill i don't know i have okay, to, wait, I'm, gonna revise. I'm gonna revise i'm gonna revise i'm gonna come in as present day val kilmer <laughs> bloated like really fucking bloated 
confident and I'm gonna be topless with my tits flying, my like like almost D cups flying, and I'm gonna go. Are you hey Ace? Are you ready to play? Are you ready to do the blue scene with me? But like beach ball version, and then it's gonna be like volleyball. I'm gonna have a volleyball and like a sand pit, and then I'm gonna be like, tell me about it, stud. And I'm gonna and then I'm gonna play both the part of Meg Ryan and and present day fat Val Kilmer, and then I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Surrey Cruz and Tom Cruise. <laughs> And then, and then I'm gonna be like, and then I'm gonna be like, you're my, you're my goose man. And then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna tackle them. Feel the need, the need for speed. Yeah. All right, last revision. I'm gonna get out of the limo and go. I'm gay. Get back in the limo and then just keep it I moving. Think that's the way you keep it moving. You keep it moving. Guys, I don't know what else you want from a bonus <laughs> podcast. You weren't expecting this. I don't know what you're waiting for. And your payment could just be one purchase. Buy the book. 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 Little Compton. Guys, I need this. I'm not going to lie to you. I She's got hanging paid, on by a thread, you guys. I got paid like $14 to write it. So like, yep. at least make me look popular everybody get the book just get the book i'm gonna rob a bank i'm gonna buy eight thousand copies it's gonna gonna go straight to number one i'm gonna rob a bank next to and then i'm gonna go to jail and they'll be like you can't have your earnings because you robbed a bank the city bank on glendale boulevard i'm coming for you (laughs) i'm I'm giving you a heads up i'm I'm robbing i'm robbing the chase bank on the corner of los Feliz boulevard and hillhurst i'm coming for you sad credit federal (laughs) union in burbank i know where you are apple bank (laughs) The Upper West Side in Manhattan on 73rd and Broadway. Even though you're a small bank, I'm still going to rob you. Uh, oh yeah, exa- yeah. Sal- Santander Bank in the Commons in Little Compton, Rhode Island. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. come do a book signing, but before I do that, I'm gonna rob you and I'm gonna buy myself a four thousand of my own books that I've already read. Phil and Ann's gas station on the corner of Fourth and Main in Rhode Island. I'm coming for it. We're gonna rob you at gunpoint, and then we're gonna buy artist books and make our number one seller. And then I'm gonna go, hey, hey, it's me. Knock, 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 Buttercup. You want to fuck your windmill? son in high school? I fucked your mom in a windmill. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to have like a stocking on my head, but I'm going to have great hair underneath. <gasps> oh, I am sweating well, Aaron and joy. Foley, what? Uh, I really feel like we went to nationals on this. We, we did. passed regionals. We passed state. We went right to nationals. And guess what? We had full heart, clear eyes, and we couldn't lose. We <laughs> We left it on the field. We left it on the field. I think we left it on That's the field. What you, do. you leave it on the dance floor and you leave it on the field. I feel like I know you all the better. So when I meet you on my dance floor next week, you're going to know I mean fucking business. I'm going to look at you. Our eyes are going to connect and be like, we're going to leave it on the dance floor and we're, we're going to fucking rob a bank. bank and Happy New Year. New Year. Thank you guys for <laughs> listening. Aaron Foley, I love you. Love you right back. I'll see you in San Francisco. <laughs> Bye. This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.